Thank you, Lord. Are you well this morning? What a powerful word. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the Genesis 39. We're going to jump right into this this morning. How many of you have your notes? Come on. If you don't have your notes, I believe they're still at the back of the table if you do need them. If you don't have your notes, real quick, raise your hand up. Wave at me real fast. We got one right up here. Anybody else not have your notes? We got one right over here. All right, keep your hand up real quick. One of the ushers is going to take care of you. Beautiful. Gotcha. All right. Genesis 39. How many of you have been praying for Pastor James and Pastor Debbie as they've been gone? They send their love. Just got off the phone with him this morning. They're having a powerful time up in Canada. Tremendous miracles are taking place. So many people being healed. God's really shaking that region and establishing something powerful in the area. So continue to keep them in your prayers. How many of you know it's important to cover your leaders in prayer? Amen? Come on. Genesis 39, if you got it, say, I got it. Before we get into this, you know, we're doing the CPR class coming up, and I couldn't help but think, I took CPR in high school, and Jesus helped me. That was an interesting class. How many of you ever taken CPR in high school or college, something like, you know, the plastic dolls or whatever they were, and they've got, like, the lungs that inflate, and, well, I kind of, you know, made a bit of a mistake you know, I'm, I'm uh, not the uh, most normal-sized guy. I'm 240 pounds, 6'2", so I'm a, I'm, I like to eat. I love food. I can't wait to get to heaven for the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> and uh, my teacher was saying, okay, now you, you, you want to take a full breath. You really want to get the oxygen in there to help the, you know, to help the mannequin, if you would, come back to life. It's a little awkward. I, I, I just... I'm like, okay. So I took a full breath, and the head popped off and blew across the room. Let me just tell you, I'm scared to death about this CPR class because I don't want to blow the head off of the mannequin. What does that have to do with anything you're preaching on? Absolutely nothing, but you need to smile because you're a Christian. Amen? Come on now. So that being said, take a half breath if you're a big person when you take the CPR class. Genesis 39, I want to talk to you this morning about four areas to lead in life quickly as I have a few minutes with you. You know, when it comes to being a Christian, it's not just a matter of getting saved and now I've got the Holy Spirit living inside of me and I'm on my way to heaven. There's something about representing and being an example of heaven on earth, amen? And there's areas of our lives where we can lead by example, where we can lead by our actions, where we can lead the people around us. Whether you realize it or not, you have influence. There is somebody who's watching you every minute of every day, whether you realize it or not. It could be the fast food drive through lady who hands you your bag of food every single day. I ain't looking at some of you. You need to back up off of McDonald's a little bit and have a salad. But it's okay. It could be the grocery store lady. Every time you go to the grocery store, it's the same place, and it's the same person every time, and you run into them, and they're always smiling at you, and you're a little nervous to say something. God is challenging us to be leaders in this world. Amen? How many of you know you're a leader? You believe that? Absolutely you are. And I want to share with you a story about Joseph and Potiphar. Say Joseph. We're going to start in Genesis 39, verse 1. It says this, Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, 
And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. The Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper. Verse 4, Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority. Joseph was put into a high position. And there's something that can secure us as believers to get placed into high-level positions in the kingdom of God. You believe there's, there's people that are immature as believers, and you believe there's people that are mature in the kingdom of God? You believe that? This is not a level playing field. I hate to break it to you. You can either be a baby in this thing or you can be mature. Paul told the people in, in the Corinthian church that I wish you could have solid food right now, but you still need milk because you're still babies. How many people in this room are ready for some solid meat? You actually want to grow up in this thing and stop having milk. You want to put on your full-grown clothes and walk this thing out. Amen? It, it, it's cute when the kids poop in their pants at six months old, but when you hit 16 or 17, it's not so cute anymore. Something might be a little wrong. we got to handle business. Amen? I want to talk to you. The first thing I want to share with you, the first area to lead in life, if you're taking notes, is integrity. Jesus, have you ever heard the word integrity even spoken in church? Integrity. Integrity. What is integrity? You know what integrity is? It's courage to do the right thing when no one's looking. Man, we live in a social media-driven world, friend, where Facebook perceives this great thing. You took your dog out for a walk, and then you went home and had ice cream with your kids, and you and your wife never have any problems, and the house is spotless clean, and there's no socks stuck to the wall, and everything's beautiful. I got news for you. That's fake. I hate to break it to you. Your Twitter feed is not the real world. That's really not what's happening. We've developed an idea in the world today, and unfortunately it's come into the church where as long as we look like we're doing the right thing on the outside, behind the scenes, what we do really doesn't matter anymore. I can put on my Christian face when I come in here, but man, when I go home, it's a whole nother story. I'm a Sunday Christian only, but when I walk out of here, it's heathen 100%, man. I'm going driving for hell all the way through. But when you have integrity and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, the Bible says that a man that walks with integrity walks securely. Is there anybody that's sick of turning around and looking behind their back wondering, is somebody going to come and get me? Is somebody going to stand against me? Is somebody going to bring a word out of something I did wrong last week because they saw it and I didn't want them to? Who's hungry for integrity this morning? I want integrity in the body of Christ again. Thank God for Jesus. Can you imagine? Think about your eternity. You're banking your life your eternal destiny on the fact that our Heavenly Father has integrity, that when he said you're going to be with him in paradise, he's going to follow that through to see it done. That's integrity, baby. That's integrity. Think about the men and women when 9-11 happened. Of course, it was many years ago now. Think about the men and women that knew the building was crumbling down but still ran in there to save somebody else's life. That's integrity. We need men and women of integrity in the church again. 
We need men and women who have the courage to do the right thing when no one's looking. Come on, man. Come on, man. I'm talking to you. I want you to have integrity when nobody's home and your laptop is stuck open. I want you to have integrity when mama's not around and you're a little bit tired and it's been a long week and you reach for something to appease your flesh because you don't want to run to Jesus Christ. I'm talking about integrity. Integrity is the internal compass that keeps us pointing true north to the Lord. And many Christians' compass is broken. It's hard to walk right in this world when you can put on a mask out here, but behind the scenes it's a whole other thing. Eventually it's going to break somewhere. Joseph got promoted because he had integrity. You don't put somebody into a position of authority who doesn't show up to work on time, doesn't follow through on what they say they're going to do, is sloppy, doesn't take orders well. Joseph got promoted because he was a man of integrity. Do we have any men or women of integrity in the room this morning? Oh, come on now. We do. Say, I'm a man and woman of integrity. Absolutely you are. Absolutely you are. Proverbs 10 verse 9 says, He who walks with integrity walks securely. But he who perverts his ways will become known. Proverbs 11.3 says, The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Let me tell you something. You might not know where to go in life right now, but when you have integrity, it directs you irregardless. You might have made a wrong turn, but there's a GPS inside of you that's going to recalculate you and get you right back onto your purpose. I prophesy to you right now, you were going the wrong way when you came in here, but when you walk out of here, your GPS is going to take you exactly to the destination heaven has for you in Jesus' name. And you're not going to miss it. I said you're not going to miss it. Thank you, Lord. You know, integrity causes you to live in such a way where you don't have to hide anything. We had uh, some friends over a little while back, I'm, I'm trying not to use their name, but it's probably going to come out. We had Jeremiah and Courtney over recently, and they've got two beautiful girls, Eden and Nova. If you hadn't had a chance to meet them, those kids are absolute sweethearts. Some of my daughter's dearest friends. <clears throat> my daughter's a little bit wild, and Eden kind of runs in that same vein, so they really connect well together. But they were over to our, our place, and we uh, Lauren had made some... Who sweet baby Jesus. She had made some Nutella cookies. I'm telling you right now, if you've, if you've never had, you never had those, man, you got to, what next time cookie swap comes up, you got to get the hook up. How many of you had Lauren's Nutella cookies? Well, Nova is their, their littlest one, and she's, She's a cute little chubby girl. She's absolutely adorable. She was maybe, what, how old was she, two? One and a half, two years old? She was, she was just, this was in Groton. She was just, she was just a little squirt. Well, I'm going to stand up here so you can see what she did. We were talking, having a conversation. Nova had quietly snuck away. How many of you know when kids get quiet, something ain't right? Well, all of a sudden, she comes into the living room. And she's kind of doing like one of these deals. Now, I'm not real flexible because I got this jacket on, and if I flex too much, the thing's going to rip. So just bear with me. My hand's behind my back. She comes, and she's kind of standing there, and all of a sudden, Courtney and Jeremiah, me and Lauren, are kind of looking, going, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? She's kind of looking at us. How many parents you see that look on your kid's face? They're kind of, 
Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I love you. Okay, what do you want? What do you want? When my wife looks at me like that, the first thing, what do you want? Is there a sale at TJ? Just get out with it. Come on, don't play with me. What's really going on? Little Nova, I kid you not, she's got a cookie behind her back. You remember this? Yeah, little cookie behind her back. And she turned and <laughs> takes a little bite. <laughs> Too many Christians live with a cookie behind their back, afraid to reveal what they've got in their hands to their father. He don't mind you eating the sweet, baby. As long as it don't kill you, it's okay. If it ain't sin, he wants you to eat the sweet. Amen? Don't hide what you have in your hands from your father. Show it to him. I, I know Jeremiah and Courtney fairly well. They, you know, Courtney might have said, is it organic? And the answer was no. So, you know, she might have pulled out a kale chip out of her purse and handed it to Noah. It would have been okay. You got to take care of your kids. Don't be afraid to be real in the secret place with your father because when you're real and genuine there, he'll promote you in the public place. Amen? Come on. Well, we can't just be faithful with integrity. We can't just have integrity and lead in that way. We have to be people of our word. We have to know what comes out of our mouth is valuable. We have to know what we say actually carries a weight. How many people have you ever met? Oh, I'll be there at noon. I'll be there with bells on. 12.15 rolls around. They ain't even close to show. They shoot you a text message. I'm sorry, I just got out of the shower. Just never mind. Don't even bother coming over at that point. You ever get ready to invite somebody? Come on, let me talk to the women real quick. I hit the guys first. Let me talk to the ladies now. How many of you ever had something cooking in the oven? Somebody says they're going to be to your house by a certain time. You've got that thing down to a science. It's timed out. Here's when it's going to come out of the oven. The pot roast isn't talking this way because we're pre-lunch, Chad, so that's okay. We got that pot roast in that crock pot. That thing's been going for seven hours, and it's literally falling apart. But you want it to sit a little bit so the juices stay nice and moist. I got you, MJ. You taught me about how to cook meat, and I'm sticking with it, babe. And you've got a timer down. You know when this thing's going to happen. And somebody says, I'll be there at 1230. Biscuits coming out of the oven. You're setting the table. Ding! Here comes a text message. Oh, I forgot to get gas. I can't find matching socks. Kids just went crazy. Um, I can't find any clean clothes. We're not going to make it till 145. How many of you ladies know that's the last time I'm having that we're going to order pizza next time, and we're not ordering it until they show up to the house? We got to be people of our word. When we're not people of our word, other people suffer for it. I don't want, I'd rather you be honest and not give lip service. If you're not going to be somewhere, then just be honest. If you're not, if you don't want to go, just say, I ain't going to make it. Be straightforward. I get invited to stuff all the time with family members. I ain't going. How come you can't, you got busy? No, I just don't want to go. I've had six days of nothing but bell to bell. I need a day where I can chill and it's Okay. But we got to be people of our word. It amazes me. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 says that things that are seen are temporary, but things that are not seen are eternal. Well, I've got news for you. Your words aren't seen, but they're eternal. 
Matthew 12, 37, Jesus speaking, he said, be careful, your words can either condemn you or your words can justify you. We need to lead by our words. Amen? Where's the first area we need to lead? Integrity. Where's the second area we need to lead? Our words. Sarah, you can come on up. We also need to lead in our relationships, friends. Oh, boy. We could spend about six months talking about this one. I want to tell you something about relationships. Relationships are a picture of your value system. If I look at the people around you, that tells me what you value in this life. Who you let into your inner circle is a picture to me and everybody else around you of how you see yourself and how you perceive them. And some of you have some people around you, friend, that you have no business being in a 10-foot radius of you, and some of you can say amen. There's a difference between letting somebody into your life and into your inner circle in your heart and versus actually helping somebody out. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good morals. You can't put a good apple into a rotten barrel and expect all the rotten apples to convert and become good. That good apple, as great as it might be, if it's around decay and bondage and death long enough, it's going to get infected by it. I want you to take an inventory of your life. What relationships are you in that are doing nothing but causing you to spend your emotional energy trying to knock the baggage off that they carried into your life? You don't need it. You need to lead the world around you with your relationships. You need people that can hold your arms up and stand with you when you're in a battle. You need people that can walk alongside of you and say, that is not who you are. You're a Christian. You gave your life to Christ. You're greater than that mess. You're no longer an addict. You're no longer in bondage. Stop living that way with yourself. You are a child of God. I'm going to stand with you and strengthen you. I'm going to give you the support that you need because I see something inside of you. Put yourself around people that can draw greatness out of you. And if they're not drawing it out of you, then friend, see you later. So long, sayonara. I've got to move on to bigger and better things because I'm becoming a king a queen on this earth. You need relationships, friends, that can lead you in the right way. We got to lead in relationships. One day, I have no doubt, I'm going to write a book about Pastor James. Because the relationship that I have with that man has on every account changed my life. His wife was there for our two babies. He helped me get Lauren, which Lord knows by myself, I'd probably still be single. He led my wife and I. He's walked with me through every battle, every struggle, every area of growth, every area of weakness, every area of strength that I've had. He's walked with me. You need a relationship with somebody that's going to command the Jesus inside of you to rise to the front. You don't need people around you that are just going to complain and moan and groan. Let today be the last day where your emotional energy is spent on somebody that wants to do nothing with their life but complain and go to Walmart. Amen? We need to lead in relationships. 
Joseph led in his relationships. Joseph was a man who had integrity. He watched his words. When Potiphar's wife came to him and said, listen, I want you to lie with me. He said, no. God put me in charge of this place, gave me authority. There is no way I'm going to compromise that. I'm walking with integrity. There wasn't even anybody else around, babe. And that man stood strong regardless of the circumstance. And with his words, he held her at bay. The Bible says he avoided her at all costs. He was a man of integrity. He's a man that watched his words. He was careful about his relationships. Some of you, in the name of loving everybody, have exposed yourself to some serious poison. Love has boundaries, and you need some. Let me tell you that again. Love has boundaries, and you need some. Proverbs 13, verse 20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools, you're going to get in trouble. If life isn't working out and calamity after calamity takes place, don't just consider yourself. Consider those around you. Are they influencing those decisions? Or are they helping you walk that straight and narrow? Because if you think you can walk through this thing alone, Jesus Christ himself had people around you. Amen? You need people around you. And the last thing we need to lead in, not just relationships, we need to lead with our actions. One thing to look the part, another thing to say the part, it's another thing to be associated with the part, but man, when it comes down to it, you got to play the part. It's got to be real. Joseph said, I will never sleep with you because it's a wicked sin against God. Joseph said, I won't compromise because God gave me authority and I'm not going to go against that. Joseph looked like he was avoiding Potiphar's wife. It looked good. On all fronts, it looked like he had integrity. How many of you know you can give lip service? You can look the part. Just because somebody walks in dressed like this means absolutely nothing. God doesn't look at what you're wearing. He looks right here. He looks at your heart. But when, the, when push came to shove and Potiphar's wife got so back crazy that she grabbed him by his clothes to try to get him to hook up with her, he let his shirt get ripped clean off and ran out of the room. You need to take action for those things and be a leader in your life. You need to put feet to your faith. The book of James chapter 2, I believe it's verse 14, says, you say that you have faith, but I say that I have works. I would rather you show me your faith by your works. Don't tell me you've got it. Let's see it. Let's see it. You believe in healing? Let's see it. You believe in prosperity? What a great message. Then let's see it. You believe in healthy relationships? Then let's look at your life. Let's see that. Amen? Let's see it. You didn't come on this planet so that you could be a pushover and be influenced by everybody else around you. 
The Spirit of God was put inside of you so that you could affect the people around you and cause them to have a hunger and a thirst for Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what your past was, what you did yesterday. Listen, it makes no difference. What matters is that from this moment forward, you choose to walk with integrity. You choose to guard your words. You choose to have healthy relationships. And by your actions, the world knows that you're a believer of Jesus Christ. Amen. And I don't want this church specifically Listen, man, there's more going on behind the scenes that you have a clue about. We are growing tremendously. The breakfast program, serving between 70 and 100 hurting and homeless every single day, that is absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful. You realize the governor was here when we served food on Christmas Day? You realize that? You understand that? I believe we're a house of Joseph's. God's about to promote you in your position. God wants to increase you. He wants to put you on a platform where you're successful and you're increased. Amen. If you want that this morning, I want you to stand to your feet. heart to guard our words I'm telling you right now there's there's about three of you in the room when I hit that relationship thing the spirit of God spoke to you he's going to give you the courage and the strength to cut that thing off it could have been somebody you've known for 15 years I've got news for you if it's not producing fruit for the kingdom of God let it go but I don't want to be alone. I don't want to stand by me. I've got news for you. I have found more people in this house that I can call family than I ever have my own flesh and blood. Because when you're willing to make a stand for righteousness and holiness, God will never leave you forsaken and will never cause you to walk alone. And for some of you, that's a moment to give the Lord some praise right there. I'm telling you, He will not leave you alone. He'll give you a family. He will. He'll give you a family. I'm so thankful to call this house home. I got people here that I have no doubt would take a bullet for me and me likewise. When you're willing to lay down your life for somebody, that's family. When you're willing to be honest and confront somebody and say, dude, you're acting like a stone-cold fool, that's family. Some of you need some of that in your life. You're around people right now that are just yes men and yes women. You need some honest people up in your grill telling you, you no, not, that's a bunch of garbage. That mindset has got to go because it ain't going to take you where heaven wants you to be. Are you with me? I want hands lifted across this place. I want to pray for you. Were you blessed this morning? Father, I'm praying that as we go out, we would be an example to this world. We would be an example as we lead, not just in word, but in power, God, in our actions and what we do.
touch the hearts of men and women in this room. You're speaking to them. He's speaking to you even now about areas that you need to make change, things that you need to let go, things that you need to bring in. It's not just about cutting off dead branches. It's about producing fruit. Some of you right now have been struggling so long, and in the name of family, you're getting crucified. It's not family. Jesus said, my family is he who does the will of the Father in heaven. Find those that are doing the will of the Father and link up with them, and I promise you, you'll have a fruitful, peace-filled life. You're going to make the right decision. Some of you this week, there's going to be an invitation. In a, not maybe the same circumstance, but in, in a matter of speaking, Potiphar's wife is going to come knocking at your door, and it's going to be a temptation for you to compromise and to give in to an area of your life that God's not called you to and to forfeit destiny in the name of a quick pleasure or something fast feeling so that you can move on and kind of get a little appeasement. And you're going to run and not give in to the temptation of the enemy. You're going to walk with integrity. You're going to walk right in this thing. You're going to finish your race strong and promotion's going to come on your behalf. for what you've done in and through our hearts. I pray that as we go out this week, we'll be met with divine appointments. Thank you. We lead this world to Jesus Christ. God, where we're weak, make us strong. And where we're blind, open our eyes that we may see. We thank you for it now. Give it up for heaven this morning, friends. Thank you, Jesus. Were you blessed?
Come on.